In Nauman v. Nauman, 2023, ARC App 41, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed an order that denied a motion to terminate alimony because there was a continuing need for the same, which included college expenses of the grown children. Judge Verdon addressed the various factors in considering alimony. Quote, The law on modification of an alimony award is well settled. Modification of an alimony award must be based on a material change in the circumstances of the parties, and the burden of showing such a change in circumstances is on the party seeking the modification. Changes in circumstances are not material if they were contemplated at the time of the original award. The purpose of alimony is to rectify the frequent imbalance of the earning power and standard of living of the parties in light of the particular facts of each case. The primary factors to be considered in making or changing an award of alimony are the need of one spouse and the ability of the other spouse to pay. Secondary factors that may be considered include the financial circumstances of both parties, the couple's past standard of living, the amount and nature of the party's current and anticipated incomes, the extent and nature of each party's resources and assets, the amount of income of each that is spendable, the health condition and medical needs of each party, the duration of the marriage, the amount of child support, and the earning ability and capacity of each party. End of quote. The opinion addressed the initial alimony award in 2016 and the situation in the litigation that led to this appeal. Quote, Michael and Renee Nauman were divorced in November 2016 after 19 years of marriage. At the time of the divorce, the Naumans had two minor children, ages 14 and 17, and the parents were awarded jo- legal joint custody, although Renee had primary custody and Michael had standard visitation. In the divorce decree, Michael was ordered to pay $9,100 a month in child support until the children were 18 based on the Arkansas Family Support Chart and Guidelines. The court found that the appropriate amount of alimony was $3,500. However, the court imputed income to Renee of $1,000 as her potential monthly income and ordered Michael to pay $2,500 in alimony. At the time of the divorce, Renee was not employed and was not seeking employment. In the divorce decree, the circuit court found that, quote, the court agrees that alimony may need to be stepped up in the future, but it's four years until the plaintiff loses child support, and the court is just not going to try and predict that far out. If in four years the plaintiff wants to come in and, one, shows she needs more, and, two, he's still earning at the same rate, and three, the plaintiff is making some reasonable efforts to gain employment or prepare herself for employment, the court can look at it at that point, but the court is not going to make those kind of assumptions that far ahead. The court knows that's not a lot of alimony, but in most cases it would be a huge amount of alimony. End of quote from the circuit court. At the June hearing, Renee testified that although their children were over 18, they still required support. Both children were in college out of state, and she paid for their car insurance, including the insurance on a new Toyota Tacoma that Michael had leased for their son. She explained that their son, at Michael's direction, called her from the dealership asking her to obtain insurance for the new vehicle so that the lease could proceed. 
Renee stated that the children had numerous 529 accounts worth $430,026 to provide for the cost of college and graduate school. Renee testified that her net worth was around $8.9 million, $2.4 million more than at the time of the divorce, and her adjusted gross income was around $383,000 annually from securities. The circuit court found that, pursuant to the 2016 divorce decree, Michael's child support obligation had terminated. The circuit court recounted that the marital estate, worth approximately $13 million, was divided roughly in half, with each party receiving $6.5 million in assets. The court determined that at the time of the hearing, the parties agreed that Renee had $6.5 million to invest and earn income, and the net worth of Michael's assets had increased from $16 million to between approximately $26.277 million and $39.867 million. End of quote. The trial court proceedings leading up to the present appeal were that the father argued there was no longer a need for alimony and the trial court's decision in refusing to terminate the support obligation was wrong. Quote, Michael filed a motion for reconsideration in which he asserted that a circuit court erred in its calculation of the deduction of children's expenses from Renee's monthly expenses. He contended that Renee was not legally obligated to support the children once they reached the age of 18. Thus, Renee's claim of $1,110 for the children's clothing, $160 for haircuts, $250 for gifts, and $200 for school supplies should have been included in the court's reduction of her monthly expenses. He argued that there were more deductions that the court missed, totaling $6,793.84, reducing Renee's monthly expenses to $14,000. 405.60. These costs were related to the children's car insurance, vacations, and travel, and Renee's estimated home upkeep and repairs. Again, he contended that a material change in circumstances occurred when the children turned 18 and the expenses regarding the care of children no longer existed. Michael poses a four-pronged argument that the circuit court abused its discretion in deciding to deny his motion to terminate alimony. First, he argues that Renee's final 2021 AFM overstated her true monthly expenses, and the circuit court did not consider all the evidence regarding her expenses. Second, Michael contends that the circuit court misstated that Renee had $6.5 million to invest and earn income, and that her spendable monthly income was $19,000 a month. Third, Michael argues that the circuit court erred in finding that he failed to prove that a material change in circumstances occurred regarding Renee's finances. Fourth, Michael contends that permanent alimony violates the public policy underlying Arkansas Code Annotated Section 912.312. End of quote. The various arguments follow. Monthly expenses and need for alimony. Quote, Michael contends that Renee's final 2021 AFM overstated her true monthly expenses. Thus, the circuit court erroneously failed to consider all the evidence. Michael's argument is not well taken. Michael contends that Renee did not need alimony 
and the court failed to address four overstatements of Renee's expenses, amounting to $6,792.84, related to children's expenses. Michael also challenges the inclusion of Renee's estimates for home upkeep and repair in her AFM and the estimated cost of a yearly vacation with the children. Michael argues that the court's refusal to deduct these expenses from Renee's AFM was inconsistent and an abuse of discretion. We disagree. End of quote. The children's education expenses, although the kids were of majority, are not excluded from consideration, the majority added. Quote, Michael is correct that child support terminated when the children turned 18 and or graduated from high school. However, contrary to Michael's assertion, the court was not prohibited from considering expenses related to the children's needs in determining if Renee needed alimony, and Michael cites no authority supporting his argument that the court must exclude all child-related expenses. End of quote. As to expenses for home maintenance and a yearly vacation, it was also not an abuse of discretion to consider them. Quote, the circuit court apparently accepted Renee's estimations regarding the cost of the maintenance and upkeep of her home and a vacation that may cost around $30,000. The circuit court did not abuse its discretion in determining that Renee's monthly income plus alimony continued to meet her needs, and no material change had occurred such that modification was warranted. End of quote. Assets and Spendable Income of Spouse there was no error in, in this regard either. Quote, the circuit court heard both parties' experts assess Renee's approximate income by starting with the same amount of assets, around $6.5 million. From there, Michael's expert suggested a 9% rate of return, while Renee's expert testified that the rate of return should be estimated at 5%. Michael does not take these facts into account in making his argument underlining the importance of the court's discretion to weigh the evidence in assessing the need for alimony and determining whether a material change in circumstances has occurred since the original determination that alimony was warranted. Michael's argument that the court's finding regarding Renee's monthly expenses is suspicious is a matter of credibility, and the circuit court is in the best position to view the needs of the parties in connection with an alimony award. Michael is asking this court to reweigh the evidence in his favor. It is not this court's duty to substitute its judgment for that of the circuit court. End of quote. Public policy considerations and if alimony violates them. The Court of Appeals rejected the father's further argument that an award of permanent alimony violates public policy. Quote, Michael argues that the circuit court has awarded Renee permanent alimony, which is against the public policy underlying Arkansas Code Annotated Section 912.312. Section 912.312.2 sets forth multiple contingencies that can trigger the automatic cessation of alimony, including death, remarriage, and cohabitation, and also states that either party may petition the court for review, modification, or both at any time based upon a significant and material change of circumstances. Court-ordered alimony is always subject to modification. If Michael subsequently petitions the circuit court to modify the award of alimony, the circuit court will hear evidence and determine whether the alimony should be modified or terminated. Thus, his argument fails. End of quote.
a dissent written by Judge Barrett and joined in by Chief Judge Harrison and Judges Abramson and Klappenbach added the initial question should have been whether there was material change in circumstances. Quote, The majority, like the circuit court, has undermined the standard in Arkansas for alimony modification by weighing the factors before ever determining if a material change in circumstances occurred. To modify an alimony award, a circuit court must first determine that a material change in circumstances has occurred. If that threshold requirement is met, it must then turn to the primary factors in awarding alimony, the need of one spouse and the ability of the other spouse to pay. This court has found that a material change in circumstances exists when, one, a party's financial need has been significantly reduced due to a child reaching the age of majority, two, a party's financial situation has considerably improved since the date of divorce, and three, a party's standard of living exceeds that which he or she was accustomed to during the marriage. Here, the record plainly evidences several material changes in circumstance. One, the party's children having reached the age of majority. Two, Renee's approximately $3 million increase in net worth. And three, Renee's greatly increased standard of living, far beyond that which she was accustomed to during her marriage to Michael. End of quote. End of decision.